Florida. It's just Southern Gotham. I say what I say. Welcome back to another episode of the Darius and David Podcast. Back at it again with episode 104 to be exact. Episode 104. And I agree. Florida is just Southern Gotham. They got alligators. All of the criminals they have doing whatever. Hurricanes. Southern Gotham. Boy, now that I'm thinking about it, the most recent Batman movie with uh, uh, what, what was what was the man's name? Robert Patterson, guy who played Edward in Twilight. Boy, that was like, of course we we knew plot twist spoiler if you haven't seen the movie. Somehow, uh, we knew that the villain was Riddler, but when they actually showed who he was, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I don't know why I was expecting something different. But it wasn't a dweeb, I know that. No, but it was just a white guy with glasses. I was like, huh. That's all it takes. And that's all it takes. And then he just floods the whole city. Which I was like, this is... This is, wi- this is wild. This is just... What? I was thinking about that movie right now. To this day, she could not say the bat and the cat to me and I not fold. <laughs> oh, like fresh laundry. <laughs> the bat and the cat. I'm out of here. <laughs> Forget the city. Boy, and then like, cause the mayor was like, "We can rebuild." Why? Why would not we? Not with me. I'm so, Why would someone want to stay? Your home just flooded because some white dweeb made other whiteies mad. And they were like, let's flood the city. Ooh. Like, why? Why would you stay? You already lost everything. It could just be us, the bad and the cat. You're right. What am I thinking? <laughs> I'm out of here. Watching her go away on my motorcycle. Boy, if you don't Boy. go with her. Boy. You don't turn that motorcycle around. Kind of left my motorcycle on the back of hers. Going to Bloodhaven. No, you ain't. <laughs> Great movie. It was, honestly, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen a lot of the Batman movies, but that one was a good movie. I might watch that one again, man. That'd be like my fourth time, maybe fifth. I like it. Speaking of Superman movies or superhero movies, I've rewatched recently. I, I watched, uh, rewatched the Miles Morales, not into the Spider Verse, but across the Spider Verse again. Boy, it still, it still holds up. It's still a phenomenal movie. The new one or the first one? The new one. Oh, so great. So good. Oh, so great. You know I'm old, so when I go to the movies, I be dozing off. <laughs> Boy. Because they had the air, and then the, the seats reclined. Mm-hmm. It'd be dark in there. I'd be like, oh, this is too cozy. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Boy, I'm mad I went to sleep on that one. Boy, all these conditions is right for me to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Just like today, Boy. Ain't no sunshine in sight. It's raining. It's cool. Well, I I I, I woke I woke up at like seven or eight again as I'm on to do, and I woke up to my room being kind of dark because of the, you know the clouds and the rain. I was like, this is not because I don't have blackout curtains, but they're like kind of brownish. They they absorb most light, but not all of it. So when I woke up and the room was kind of dark, I was like, oh, this is nice. I like this. Let me just go back to sleep. The room was cool. My bed was cold. I was like, ooh. The high for tomorrow is 84. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You was in your bag the last episode. You kind of funny a little bit. Yeah. Kind of funny. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. I, you know, I 
try. I try. I try. Well, actually, honestly, with me, I, I'm realizing that if I try to be funny, it's not funny. But if I'm not and just saying things off the cuff, that's when I'm funniest. I'm one of those kinds of uh, people slash comedians. You really liked it. Boy, I I just remember, I just rem- speaking about that, I just remembered that I re- about one or two episodes ago, I really told people if, if they don't give us five stars or leave us good comments that they're going to get haunted by Satan. That was crazy. <laughs> that was actually crazy. <sighs> listen, li- listen. I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were like, you know what? At this point, you just got to start cursing people, especially the, the more religious ones. You just got to start just start saying some gibberish and being and rebuke their rebuke their name and have them quivering in their boots. Just start cursing people. That's crazy. Anyway, hello, new listeners. Welcome. Hope you're enjoying. Glad you're here. Go listen to the old episodes. I think you'll like them. Especially the one around um, 2021 to 22 Thanksgiving episode. Go listen to that one. Uh, welcome back, regular listeners. Hi. We we uh we hope you enjoyed the show too. We hope you're well. But uh, anyway, how how are you doing? I'm alright. Uh, got some new braids. New braids, okay. Spent yesterday doing that. Out here styling. Trying to rest. Boy. Resting is the key here. Oh, no. What happened? Come back. Okay. Okay, we're still kind of there. Hello? Oh, no. These bands down there, cool. Okay, you're back. Good. Okay, hello. Dang it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it my turn? Okay. Can I, can, can, can you, can I hear you? Oh, you back? Yeah, boy, my <clears throat> internet is uh doing some freaky wiki. Mm-hmm. So you heard none of what I said, huh? <laughs> boy, you were cutting in and out. All I heard was ah, what, what? That's tough. I hope it was just you and not the whole recording. <laughs> Honestly, it may have picked up what you had, what what you were saying, but if it picked up what I was saying, it was just like hello. Can I hear you? Hello? Like a, like a sprint. Not sprint. Uh, not Verizon. Old, not old Verizon commercial. Can, can you hear me now? now? Can you hear me now? That's tough. I was saying I got my groceries delivered. It was raining. Person ran quick. Motion blurred. Barely detected her. She was getting back in the car. I was like, dang, Wanda. Not Wanda. That's funny. Boy, the rock came back to smack me. We really out here. Him and John Cena hooked. You love John, to see him. John Cena. The doggone actor strike, boy. They ain't got nothing to do but come back to wrestling. And uh, I'm yeah. here for it. Honestly, I agree. That's that that it I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Now I'm just waiting for Batista. Even though he retired, he could come back and do something. Be a special referee or something. He can come out of retirement. He's gonna stop being Drax too. He said he's 50, he 50 years, 52, 53. He's too old. So he don't want to play superhero anymore. 
He think he's an old man. Not the old man. But yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're good, everything's going well. Yeah. Sick of these kids. Boy, oh boy, Friday, they made me so mad. <laughs> what did they what did they do? I can't tell you. But boy. Boy, I was boy, I was boy, I was upset all day. I ain't even go around people because I ain't wanna spew venom. <laughs> that 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 really got to you, huh? Yes. Boy, boy, I want to just come home and drink. But as soon as I hit that bed, I was out. Yeah, boy, boy, like two or three times, like twice this week, I've been at that point too, where you just go home, you maybe eat a little something, something, or you just you just lay down. You're like, oh, well, I can do something. You just lay down and just out. I eat till like two that morning. I came home and went to sleep. Took a shower and went to sleep. I was fuming. Went to shower and went to sleep. So my weeks have been very similar, but like for different reasons. Like not people like testing me and like making me angry. Um, but it's just like being around people and especially <clears throat> this quarter, like, you know, with all these new clients, the counting center, uh, I think my caseload is sitting at like 13 clients right now. And that number is still increasing. Um, but dealing with all of that and then, you know, groups and my own class, my own classes, my class I'm teaching, my classes I'm taking, um, boy, just coming home, just sonking out because not having the energy to do anything else. And then getting up the next day and doing all Having to do it all over again, boy. Overrated. Overrated. I understand. Also, this quarter is the quarter we're starting our dissertations before we start studying for comps. Um, and we're, we're in a dis- the dissertation, how, how to write dissertation class right now. Um, which is also like, or te- you're teaching how to write it, but also we're giving you enough time to get a good amount done before you start studying for comps. So when, you know, next year, you're not scrambling to get it done, right? Um, or at least a proposal done uh, before you have to go on internship or apply for internship. Boy, in our class on Wednesday, we we're talking about the format of how it's written. 40 fit for like one section, it's about like 40 to 50 pages minimum. And I was like, "Oh, this is this quarter is gonna be." If you don't see, if you don't see me for a little bit, honestly, this year, if you don't, if you don't hear from me or see me, just assume that I'm still alive. Unless you hear from me in the news, unless you hear see me in the news, then that's a different that's story. So wild. That's wild. Speaking of which, I mean, that ain't funny. It ain't funny. Boy, so why the co-worker I had last year, this man that removed himself from the census. Yeah. And it's like, dang. People really out here removing themselves from the census. Yeah, that's tragic. So... Reach out to people, right? If you need help, say something. Mm-hmm. Call somebody. Check yourself into a therapist. Something. Get the help you need. Because it's tough out here. It is. Living is hard. So get some help. I'm trying to. Oh, okay, yeah, it's nine eight eight. I was trying to find a number for the suicide and crisis lifeline. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine eight eight. Um, and we had a whole episode dedicated to this, but it was a while ago. Yeah. So maybe we gotta do something new, up to date. But uh, 
Yeah, if you need help, somebody to talk to, reach out to people. Yeah, reach out to people, friends, if loved ones. Not answer, reach out to somebody else. Nine eight eight. Um, speaking of like just tangent on not tangent, but like related to the subject, we because you know you know at the counselor we see a lot more clients, there's a lot more college students, and a lot of things we deal with is suicide ideation. We're very like. Even if it's like even something past the suicidal ideation that they report, we you know we do risk assessments. So I've been doing that a lot more and becoming a lot more comfortable with that. Uh, I've done a few safety plans here or there, um, but in regards to like safety plans, and this is as I know here doing therapy at in college is a lot easier because it's generally free um, and it's on campus, so it's more resourceful. But you know, out in the real world, which is most of our listeners, therapy or any mental health help is not easily accessible. Um, and if it nope. is, it's cheap. Um, so just some things and whether you need it or someone else needs it, uh, things you not always, when you're thinking about like, keeping yourself safe and your own situation or thinking about others. Um, first off, making sure you have people you can contact, whether it be friends, family, close ones. Um, and this is better if you write this all down make it more like permanent. Um, write their names or phone numbers, um, who you can contact to reach and the people that you would know actually would answer um, or answer most of the time. At least a text message, but if not a phone call, definitely a phone call. Um, the next is to identify, well, it really doesn't matter your order, but the next one, the big one is to identify like what the risk or means or the plan is um because if you know that you know you have suicidal thoughts and you're like oh this bottle appears to me use my advantage making your environment safe is the most crucial thing so like if you know you're gonna have those thoughts or you're starting to feel yourself spiral down or whatnot asking your friends they're like hey can you take this bottle of pills and lock them up for me um or removing like you know your knives or um potentially any guns that you have, locking those up and having someone else lock them up for you so you don't have access to it. Um, because the more barriers you have um, between you and your means or your plan, um, the less likely you are to do it, right? Car keys is another big one. Um, having your location on is another big one. So if you just take random, go off for a random walk, make sure others know your location and share your location because we have that technology. Um, that's a big one. Also, keeping like writing down things that you would know makes you feel better, um, or know you can do to at least alleviate the thoughts or distract yourself, like playing with a dog, playing with your video games, playing with your pets, going out with friends, even something as simple as going to a busy um, spot where you may not know anyone, but there are people around, so you're less inclined to you might be less inclined to do something, um, things like that. And of course, if it's really like like I. You know, need to, of course, reaching out for help and hotlines and also being willing to be accept that, like, if you are, like, an actual, actual, actual harm to yourself and you admit this to being understanding, like, oh, I'm going to be hospitalized um, or, you know, the police might come not to harm you or that you're in trouble, but to keep yourself safe. So you might be hospitalized um, in that regard. Um, and sometimes people, even people who have, you know, suicide ideation, sometimes they're like, I'm fully aware this is what's going to happen. I, I, I accept this and I need this. So, but yeah, writing all of this down and doing, having a safety plan, um, you know, the plan being, hopefully we don't have to use it, but just in case. That's some good stuff. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Because, and this is, well, especially when it comes to, like, uh, removing the access to resources, because, and this can be applied to, like, many different things, like addiction, or, like, even something smoking, or something to that effect, but the more barriers you have um, in place of the thing that you're trying to get to, the less likely you are to do it, which would make sense, especially if someone's, like, very depressed, um, like, during winter time. If they don't have access to those resources, they're, they might be too depressed or just not, don't have enough energy to actually work through that. And by that point, you might have already like thought about it or calmed down enough to be like, oh, I don't actually need this. If you actually manage to get to the thing you're trying to get to. Right. So. 
It, it takes a village. I will say that it does take a village. That's true. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, of course. So, if it applies to anybody, do it. Like, ask for help, needing help. Don't make you any less of a person than if you didn't. Mm -hmm. That's just a, a stupid stigma that we put on ourselves for no reason, other than pride. So, get the help you need. Yeah. I always think of it as like someone uh, would much rather, um, like, would someone probably much rather or more willing to help you rather than hearing the news of, you know, that you remove yourself from the census. Like, yeah, I think which one person would much rather prefer? The first one, which is asking, you know, you asking them for help, or the second one, them learning. Yeah. Especially if, like, there were no signs of it. Like, this person was always had a smile. Mm-hmm. Even outside of work, I talked to some of his friends. Like, he hung out with a lot of people, always smiled, just never showed any signs of it. And one day, they were gone. So that that's really the kicker. The other thing about this too, uh, I there are many signs and sometimes they just don't show up. Um, and the other thing about it too is that people are like, well, I don't want to talk with other people about it because you know it might lead to other people, you know, being locked more likely to commit suicide or uh, die by suicide. Um, and the reality is, not talking about it is worse than talking about it, a lot worse. So. Of course. Like, yeah, just having, just like, like, uh, those AA groups talking to people with addiction about mm -hmm. addiction and how to get over it. It helps. It's been proven to help. Mm -hmm. It's not 100% effective because nothing is other than, you know. But even still, if you do remove yourself, you didn't solve any problems. You just put them on the next person, or the people who care about you. Now, y'all. Now, whatever problem was, the problem now is you're gone. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. You gone. Well, it's fascinating about the and AA. You thought nobody cared, but now all these people. Life will change because you gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a therapy technique, but I have heard that like people or just whether or not they were assigned to in therapy or assigned to a class or just did it because they wanted to, but like, you know, writing their own eulogy or playing their own funeral. Um, it sounds very morbid as a, a thing to do, but also. My friend had to do that for her design class. Also, in some sense, I, I think it would be healing in some way because it really forces you to like sit down, be, be honest with yourself. Like, if I were to have a funeral, who would at, you know who would come to my funeral? Who would be a peer, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, and of course, if someone would be like, "Well, you had a funeral, no one would come. No one would come to your funeral. No one." All right. You, you're saying your funeral will be empty? And if that's the case, then you wouldn't even have a funeral because no one would be planning it. I don't know. It's like we get along and then thoughts that aren't true just creep in and instead of asking for help, we spiral and one thing leads to another. And the whole time, all you have to do is open your mouth and ask for help. It's crazy. When you're hungry, you go get food. When you're thirsty, you go get water. When you're feeling sluggish, you get some energy. You, won't, you go work out. You do all this stuff, but you won't help your brain. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and to that, to that point, too, um, people 
Because I, I understand when it comes to medication, there's always, especially mental health medication, there's always like, there's a definite stigma about that. And people are always wary about that. But I like to think of the glasses analogy um, is that, especially in just my resting with people who wear glasses or contacts or anything like that. In our society, we don't think as bad eyesight as something that's debilitating or something that's like, like a really big thing because it's so common that we are just like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, some people have glass, a lot of people have glasses, some people don't, and that's just the way of the world. But the reality is uh, when you go to your eye doctor and you're like, oh, you have bad eyesight, you need glasses. Um, the glasses aren't meant for everyone else to function around you or like, you know, you, you're you know, making everyone else's life easier. It's for you to be able to function in the world um, and to have something that, allows you to function in the world and move around in the world in the same way others can, um, you know, without running into a light pole or uh, being able to actually see people or so on and so forth. If you think about medic, like psych psychiatric medication in the same way, um, that it really, what it's doing is it just, first off, a lot more people have it than you think. And second off, and more importantly, what it's doing is just allowing you to function more readily in the world without staying in bed or not calling in for work because you just can't get out of bed um, without, you know, having to even, you know, not bathing for like a few days, not eating, allowing you to do those basic things so you can live your life. Of course, there's something to be said too about, you know, if you can doing medication alongside therapy, but that's not always really accessible, but. Yeah. And now with the weather changing, I know like seasonal depression is mm -hmm. a big thing for a lot of people. So, yeah, they uh, they already let us know that in the county center, especially when winter rolls around, we're going to be seeing a lot more uh, clients and probably have a lot more clients not show up because you know, they come for help, but they 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 just don't have the energy to get out of bed. Mm hmm. Which I enjoy this time of year. Like the rain, it don't bother me. It only bothered me like one time when I was a tech. But that's because it rained from like October to April. That was ridiculous. But yeah, I like this time of year. I like the fall. I like the winter. So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. But I also knew somebody who did not. And I didn't see them often. So. Yeah, I think we just got to check on each other and mm -hmm. be willing to speak up and and treat each other better. But easier said than done. But anywho. My last uh, point I'll make with that, because before I forget about it, is that you brought up AA earlier. And what's interesting about AA is that we often, we only, most of us only associate that, that for like alcohol anonymous, but there are many other like support groups like that, that fall pretty much follow the same structure. Like they have, um, you know, groups that for like, if you lost a loved one, grief groups, like um, mm -hmm. addiction, other addiction groups and so on and so, like there are many different support groups that kind of follow the same structure as AA. Um, and just in case you were a little bit uh, wary about this um, for like religious reasons, because I know at least for me, I had I was had a misconception that AA was religious based, um, which in in essence it that's what it started out out as. And of course, um, you know, addiction specialists and when I realized that not everyone follows the Christian model that was based on, and yet you can still modify it to such a way and still follow those steps because all the steps they do work um, and shown repeatedly to work if people stick to them um, and so on and so forth, but modifying in such a way. And I believe because my friend was who's who works a lot with addiction, when she was presenting on it, she said that um, uh, that's they they mentioned something of like God or like a higher power 
but reality is that can be anything for if most individuals that could be like an actual religious figure or that can be something that's higher than yourself that's something in your mind that's higher than yourself uh whether that be you know, like your family um your community um something that you can put above yourself that you can kind of aspire and look up towards essentially let me figure out the actual name Yeah, 12 steps. What is the 12 steps? Oh, yeah. So it's 12 steps in case you're curious. The first step is we admitted that we are powerless over alcohol, that our lives become unmanageable, and this can be shifted to any other substances uh, or issues. Uh, we come to believe that a power greater than our step two, come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our wills and our lives uh, over to the care of God or G-O-D as we understood him. Um, and that, again, that is really like any any higher power as we understood him or as we understand him. Uh, made a sentence, a searching and fearless, fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Number five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being that we exact, that being that the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we harmed become willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made the recommends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And that one's interesting because it's just like, well, I've wronged this person, but we'll actually, you know, talk to him and try to fix it, make them feel better or worse. Um, and if it, if it feels worse, then... We kind of just have to take that for what it is. Number 10, continuing to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought power through prayer and or meditation to improve our conscious, conscious contact with God as we understood him. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And number 12, having a spiritual, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. So, yeah. You know what's funny? Well, interesting. It's not really funny. I don't know why people say you know what's funny, but it don't be funny. Anyway, so, you know, I work with kids. And I wonder, like, with the stuff my kids face, like, what, what, what kind of outlets do they have to talk about this stuff? Because... One day, last week, one of them asked me something. And I answered her. But I guess she didn't hear me. So she asked me again. I was in the middle of doing something. So I answered her with more passion, if you will. And she was like, you don't have to yell at me. I wasn't yelling. It was just loud. But anyway, I apologized to her. I was like, I wonder how many people actually apologize to children. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. And do they just be like, you're a child, get out my face. I don't think about that a lot, but you do bring up a good point. Um, no, you don't work with children. Yeah, you're right. And just like, the, just hearing some parents talk about how they want, how they're going to raise their future children, or just hearing parents talk about how they raise their children, and them fully not being able to accept I think we definitely talked about this before, but not being able to accept responsibility and just apologize to kids. Um, like, oh, I hurt your feelings and you're expressing that to me. I'm sorry. Well, I'm always apologizing to mine. Because, <laughs> man, they be, boy, they be pushing buttons. Sometimes you just got to say stuff. Slight roast, see the expression on their face. Oh, my bad. <sighs> but I had to get it out my system. Gotta let them know. But also, gotta, gotta be, you gotta let them know and also gotta be kind to kids. You do. Well, yeah. People don't really, boys, boys. I'll tell you all fair. But boys, 
there's a difference between like being kind to them and thinking they should just sit there and shut up because mm-hmm. they will fight back. And I'm going to say is my classroom, we have peace. So that's a good message. I like that. We have peace. It ain't perfect by no means. But we have it. But we have peace. Um, I like that. I like that message. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, but especially I'll get to that and back go back to that in just a second. But before I forget my point, uh, but especially boy, with this new generation, this new crop of kids, oh, they, they tough. They they tough and they are arguably not. I wouldn't say the most clinical, but they're definitely going. When they grow up, it's just like because the world they're living in is a lot hard. Feels like a whole lot harsher, and they're just like. Well, yeah, exposed to the internet all the time. They too independent, too quick. Uh huh. And it's just like, well, just being so cynical, like having the cynical of like twenty five year old adult as a ten year old, like what? Like just you know, yeah, the world's on fire. What? And shoes forget the world. My world's on fire. I'm raising two siblings, and I'm in third grade. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Like I know, I know how to cook a whole Thanksgiving meal, and I'm 11 years old. They, they tough, David. And it's uh, like somebody made a point yesterday to me. I'm, I live on my own, pretty much. I'm always making my own decisions. Now you want me to come here and listen to you for what? I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty much grown. And it's like I did not think about that. Uh, someone I was listening to the podcast the other day, and they were talking about like, you know how because they they worked in marketing before, and they were talking about how like especially with the rise of social media, you know companies using um, social media to market stuff, and how it will look vastly different uh, for like we're marketing for marketing for Gen Z and marketing for generation I think they're alpha now um, or the most recent generation how it's going to look vastly different. Um, and just, I think they said something along the lines of just the new generation marketing is just going to be like, you want bread? We got it. Just very cynical, very cold. No, not like, not like hee 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 or anything like, uh, you know, anything like that. Just very, just very like cold, cynical. Like we got the product and we got the monopoly on it. And that's nothing but transaction, no interaction. Essentially, yeah. Um, also speaking about kids and whatnot, I've been seeing, uh, a few videos on, on Twitter and Instagram. I may have sent you one, uh, but Twitter, especially about, uh, teachers talking or just being upfront and honest that with the pandemic and, you know, other factors, but mostly the pandemic kids being in like the sixth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, but still being on like having a fourth grade leaving reading level or not being able to keep Boy. up what they're doing. Because boy. of boy, the situation, and then just passing them on, and being in like going to ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, but still being at the grade level, like what? What is happening? And then blaming the teachers for that. For that, it ain't no joke. It is real, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and not and it, this is definitely more of a problem in the teaching realm, and te- it's it's honestly sad what y'all have to deal with, especially with parents, because parents you know blaming teachers for not being able to do a miracle, um, and teach a kid three years of materials in two months. When I was sitting at home just getting a check. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway. And. Um, but this is also like, like I think about this a lot, like in the realm of the psychology world, um, especially like child psychology, when it comes to assessment and diagnosing like things like autism or ADHD or special learn, uh, specific learning disabilities or learning de- de- uh, deficiencies or things like that, um, is that the research hasn't caught up because it was so relevant. And something that we're going to have to consider in the psychology, especially in the assessment of children realm is 
the impact that the pandemic had on the a child's learning, right? There uh, was no learning. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, I, I was working on a case, when I was doing assessments, I was working on a case. Um, and eventually came to light that the, the child had a learning disability over us because they came in like, oh, we, we may think we have our, our kid has a, dyslexia. And like, okay, we'll work with that. It eventually came to light that the kid just has a learning um instead of a specific learning disability like dyslexia or dyscalculia uh, or in expression, it's just a learning deficiency. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and something I had to consider was his report cards and how, like, you know, in the first, second grade when he was in person school, he wasn't doing great. And then in third and fourth grade, when they were doing online school, suddenly the kid got all A's. And then back in fifth grade, he is experiencing trouble again. Hmm. Yeah, I'll say, like, they call it online learning. Yeah, the screen was on. There was some form of instructor present saying stuff, but they weren't learning. Boy, I heard all kinds of stories. Parents was in the background naked. <laughs> Boy, parents was coming on the screen. What y'all doing? Trying to talk. <laughs> Noise in the background. TV in the background. Boy, there's no learning going on. In the background, naked David. Um, but back to your, and it's just it's it's all that to say it's going to be interesting to see like how the research and the data, um, shifts dramatically based on like what we've seen. And this is just for like kids in elementary school. This is for also like college students and things like that. Because I remember, I don't know about you, but those online classes, boy, I, I can't tell you what I learned. I, I'm, I already got my degree, so I can admit this. I cheated a lot during online school. I won't even front. I actually did because my online classes was cool. It was music, um, which was I, I really enjoyed music, so that was a breeze. I just had to watch videos, write some notes, tell what I thought about uh, the videos I watched. It was great. I enjoyed my music class. Uh, and the psychology stuff, I mean, that was my major. So, of course, I found that interesting. So, my online classes was, and I had a business one, which I was majoring in at the time. And I also found that interesting. I just had to go to check to take the test. So... I'm all like this was relevant stuff to me. Meanwhile, like two or three of mine were literally just we didn't even meet for Zoom. It was just okay, read the textbook, take the test, uh, read my notes. Uh and that was it. I was like, okay. Um But back with all that all that said, um, back to your point about peace. I I like the message of like keeping peace in the classroom. We have peace in this classroom. Um because I, I'm especially when like with therapy, um, and just my own personal life, uh, I'm learning that there's a big difference between like happiness and peace slash and or commitment or contemptness, contemptness, contempt. It's yeah. usually like happiness versus joy, I guess. Yeah, happiness versus joy, or happiness versus contemptness, or happiness versus peace. I'm complete. I'm essentially saying peace and contempt are the same thing. And that um, saying that, you know, something like we have happiness in this classroom is a nice message, but it ignores the reality that happiness is, a, is an emotion and that like all other emotions, it comes and goes. So maintaining to always have ha constant happiness or trying to strive for happiness is not a wasted effort, but again, it's an emotion. It comes and it goes. Um, and we may feel it strongly for a brief period of time, but it's uh, it's not going to last. And trying to make it last is a ignoring other emotions, and b with that being said, bad. So having something like contempt or peace, um, and just being able to be like in the moment, um, kind of experience all those ranges of emotions, and just being at a place where like you know what things are all right. They might not be great. They might not, but they're also not terrible. Things are all right. I, you know, I don't need all this extra stuff um, and so on and so forth. So I like the message because it's just like, like, we have peace 
things could be okay. We might not be always happy. We have we might be, we might be angry sometimes. We might be sad sometimes. But we we strive for peace. Right. Because boy, boy, one thing about kids when they in a moment, that is it. That's all the world is mm-hmm. that moment. Boy, when they get angry, look, I got one. <sighs> boy, when she get mad, the whole world is just red. And the stuff, some of the stuff she say be funny now. But you know, I ain't supposed to laugh, quote unquote. But if, but she be saying some true stuff. I'll be like, hey, I'd be wanting to say that. Thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, I'd be like, well, she be going too far sometimes. And it's like she don't understand that. Like she don't understand that there's a line. And she is a habitual line stepper. When I was working at the children's home, they, uh, especially because, of course, that's a different crop of kids. Um, but they, when they said, like, when a child gets really angry or outburst, to not just kind of separate them by themselves and let them have their moment, because you're, you're absolutely right, especially when it comes to kids, but also a lot of adults too. Um, still, but especially kids, like, in that moment, nothing else. Like, if they're angry, whoo, that's, that's it. That's all, as you mentioned, that's all for them. Um, so letting them have that moment and not working it out, but like kind of getting it out before you try to interact or try to stop, like not trying to stop it, but just letting them get it out naturally. Right. And then like some of it, you know, the language be questionable. But I guess they just got to get it at their little system. Then they apologize for said language. They usually don't happen again for about a week or two. Because, you know, they got to get it out their system. But, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just like adults. Kids got to be met where they get. Because unstable children become unstable adults. And then, things get crazy. Um. What's fascinating about like anger is that, um, especially in the moment, because you know anger is a very po- powerful emotion. I've been getting out of the habit and trying to encourage this others, especially my clients. So anger is anger is never should, should never be treated as a bad emotion. It should be recognized as a powerful emotion. Um, it is. I got kill people. Um, it's a it's it's certainly a powerful emotion and can drive us to do a lot of things that aren't great. But in and of itself, it's not a bad thing, and it's it's in some cases good. We feel it, and when we're feeling it, it feels like nothing else. We can't feel anything else. But the reality is, when we're really angry, that only lasts for I think research has shown like seven minutes, truthfully, before things start calming down. Um, like being fr- we might still be frustrated um, or annoyed, but like truly angry, like it. It dies down a lot faster than we might think. But uh, yeah, but again, in that moment, that's how you see. Oh, well, yeah, wow. that moment. Boy, boy, let me get back. Boy, I, I, as someone who used to have not, you know, I forgot have... David used to be angry. Oh yeah, no, I. Plots about me. Oh, okay. This before a story, a story time about me. I used to have much difficulty controlling and managing my anger, um, and to the point that it was kind of frustrating. And like looking back on it, it was definitely frustrating in school. That even the school was aware that it was a problem, but no one really, like, no one was really like, "Hey," like told my parents or anything like that. We, hey, you should probably. Like we should probably find some solution to this because he's having difficulty control. Because I used to get like very angry, um, and some in, in a few instances hurt other kids because of it. Um, and that that even persisted throughout you know my teen like my preteen years and to my teen days. Honestly, yeah, and even today, like I I can. I'm definitely more conscientious of like when I'm about to be or not have an angry outburst, but I get frustrated. Like I have a very short fuse and I've been working on it a lot. Um, 
to the point that I don't like think few of my friends only see me like really angry. Um, because I don't hide it well, but I have again, I've been working on a lot, but boy, whew, back then. Yeah, you talk about there's no like in that moment there's no there's there was no stopping it was mm-hmm. hands throwing Dave hands honestly hands throwing Dave it 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 yeah um duking it out Dave yeah and boy learning emotional regulation and how like learning what I need. Like when I start feeling myself being frustrated or annoyed, like learning what I need to do, it has been, it, 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 it's hard to do sometimes, but it's been very effective. Like stepping away from whatever is making me angry. Uh, like if, if it's someone else making me angry, intentionally being like, I need a moment myself. And if you're not going to give me that moment, I don't care if you're not going to give it to me. I'm going to take it myself. Uh, please respect me in my doing so. Uh, Burning out that energy, like going to the gym, um, like getting out that energy. Oh boy, because boy, because I I know for a fact that if I don't, um, or if I have to be around others, being intentionally quiet and not saying a lot, because I know if I do, whoo, someone is either going to get slapped ver- verbally, if not, because I can't slap him physically. That's crazy. David, go go home and be his dog. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I understand. I ain't never really had. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? But yeah, uh, if you need help, seek people out. And you have a friend who know you know going through things, reach out to. Them. Uh, be nice to the children. I apologize to children. You never know. You never know. You never know what they go going through. Especially in certain areas of, oh, yeah. of the city. If you know mm-hmm. you live in a certain area, you never know. But uh, anyway, still on a sad note, but not on this topic. Look up the lyrics to the song, What Would You Do by City High. You got your computer? Yes, I do. All right. The song is called What Would You Do by City High. C-I-T-Y space H-I-G-H. City High. Now, I know it's called Rhythm and Blues, but dancing to this song is crazy. She said his father's gone Somewhere smoking rocks now, in and out of lockdown. This boy, daddy, on crack, and we just jamming to it. And the only way to feed her child is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. That's wild, but that's all we slamming though. That's crazy. I wish we could play it, but yeah. Y'all, y'all oh listen, my! Go listen to it. And she was a boy, stripper. But uh, boy, I, this is a story. What? I'm gonna have to listen to it when we get off. Hey, uh, I'm telling you, it's jam. Well, this is a wild story. Oh my! Uh, I I I want to read some of these lyrics out loud, but I don't think I can. Then she looked at me right square in the eye and said, every day I wake up hoping to die. (laughs) I know about pain because me and my sister ran away so my daddy couldn't mm, us. Jamming. It's crazy. But anywho, you got anything else? That's I, uh, boy. I don't. I don't think we do. Boy, I don't think I do. I don't. I, I don't think I do. <laughs> cool. I do do it on myself Tuesday. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> we didn't even hold up. Wait, we didn't even do the intro. Oh yeah. Well, oh. yes, I gotta tell the story. So I'm the phone right, and boy, I don't know where boy my stomach was turning every which way. So I'm trying to make it, trying to make it. <sighs> didn't make it. Mm. Boy, I had no khakis. They was brownies when I was done. No. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I'm sorry. First off, I'm sorry it happened to you. Second off, khakis to brownies. That is funny. Luckily, I was at home, boy. If I'd have been at work, boy. Not the, not the, bro. Oh, that is, that's funny. Them doggone vegetables. I made a stir fry. Ooh, that sounds good. Boy, them carrots and peas came back. (laughs) Came back with a vengeance. They said, oh, you want good eyesight. That's nah. Um See this mess you made. <laughs> I washed them clothes twice. Uh, boy, I'm not same similar story. I don't think I could top that. But it was yesterday. It was on Friday, and we were having a get together. Um, and someone asked to come over early uh, before we, you know, actually started hanging out before the the party was jumping, jumping. Um, it wasn't really, it was just a get together, but I was eating some pot pies. You know, I got, I got, I got to use a little coupon. Um, I, I was eating some pot pies and I was like, okay, I need to start cleaning. So I started, you know, getting up and cleaning and sweeping. And boy, I felt my stomach do a little turn. I was like, and I was like, Ooh, this is, this is kind of painful. Ooh. And I had to t- stop for a minute and just kind of stand. I was like, Ooh, Oh no. Oh, oh, I hate them. Boy. You can't do nothing but be in pain. Just be in pain, oh, and, I, I and then I was just kept. I kept, you know, moving around um, and sweeping and whatnot. And then my friend was talking about something. He was saying something, and then I felt that happen again. And this time, I was like, mm. and then I felt it happening. And he was talking, and I just put the broom down, ran upstairs, and said, "Put a pin in that." And boy, I barely made it. I barely made it. I ain't trying to have to walk up no stairs, and I gotta do boy. Boy, I came back down. I was like, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but uh, understand that if I didn't, that I would have had more to clean. Let's just say that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyways, um, our poo poo stories aside, um. We want to thank y'all for listening to another exciting episode. Or this this one was a more real episode of the Darius and Dave podcast. Uh, we talked about children and their learning or lack thereof. We talked about you know suicidality and what to do, how to how to care care for yourself in those regards. Um, if you don't need it, then you probably know someone who might need that information. So definitely share that information with others. Um, writing it down it's important. Talk about kids, talk about education. Talked about being nice and ha- not being nice, but having peace, being peaceful, and so on and so forth. It was a good episode. I, I enjoyed it. And if you want to listen to more exciting episodes of us, and uh, I know you want to, um, you can find us on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you find your podcasts. I don't know what you do with your life. If you're listening on Spotify, Podcast, Podcast, go ahead and give us those five stars. Count them one, two, three, four, five stars. I know some of some of us can't count because pandemic. But remember, one, two, three, four, five <laughs> stars. Nothing less will do. Um, yeah. I, uh, if you're listening on our podcast, Google Podcast, go ahead and give us uh, a good. Leave those nice comments. Don't leave no negative comments. Leave those nice comments. And if you have any objections or opinions, negative opinions about what we said here, bring it to your mama. I don't, I, cause I don't, I, I don't want to hear him. I, I don't want to listen to him. We said, we said, we said what we said. We uh, said what we said. We said what we said. But if you have those nice comments, please, please send them my way, cause uh, I like validation. <laughs> you know what? You know they say flattery gets you nowhere, boy. No, flattery gets you everywhere. Flattery gets you everywhere. Shut the episode. We want the Emmy. 
Yeah, share the episode. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Tell your old ones. Um, tell your young ones. Tell your dogs. I don't. I don't know what you do. You know what? When you leave the house for your dog, you know they like sounds or whatnot. Kind of keep them all calm. Play this on the Alexa. Have our podcast running on the Alexa. That's actually yeah. a good idea. Uh, yeah, do that. You can find us on our Facebook page at Donnell Joshua. That's D O N N E L L space J O S H U A. We be on there, so go give us his like, likes, comments, shares, and so on and so forth. And we're also on Twitter at Dare Dave Podcast. That's D A R D A V P O D C A S T. Are you saying he's supposed to start charging for Twitter? Allegedly, but honestly, honestly, how how he's working at this, how that 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 site is working at this point is that he says he says all this outrageous stuff solely so he can get engagement or get feedback of any kind because I assume that he's a lonely man who needs that attention or validation. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. Um, so he says all this outrageous stuff to generate content or, you know, feedback or out- outrage. And then he doesn't actually follow through because he's like, ooh, he knows that if he actually does that, people won't use the site. But he, he just be saying, he just, he just be saying a lot. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Um... Anyways, uh, but yeah, we post on there. We also have our cash shops on there. Go give us some money. Uh, tip, tip your podcast hosts. We need, we want money. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye.